You're about to listen to a live audio version of Hacker Chats in VR. For the full version, you can visit Human Hackers on LinkedIn or visit humanhackers.live. Uh, Phil, Hacker Chats, writing content. Here we are in, uh, in Horizon Workrooms, and bloody hell, what an interesting experience. Well, I think the, the irony is the, the topic is potentially um, a fairly benign topic, it seems, like writing content, and here we are sitting in a virtual space 500 kilometres apart. <laughs> it seems like a benign, benign topic, doesn't it? It's, it, it's, it creeps up on you, though, this one. And I'm just, I'm just getting through this, moving my hands, looking at the audience thing at the moment. I'm sort of very aware of the space I'm in. It's quite, quite surreal, isn't it? It is, and it's easy to get lost in it, like surprisingly easy. And I guess the, yeah, getting used to the hand gestures, and I find I just lose track of where the reality starts and stops. It's pretty yeah. much I'm in the space. It's like we're sitting next to one another now. Yeah, and, and there's a fa right. fascinating. Exactly, and there's a fascinating blend of the the ambient noises from from the real world on on you know from South Australia, yep, and and here in Victoria, and they're kind of blending together. And when you look out the window in virtual reality, you go, oh yeah, that dog barking in the distance that's probably that's probably just down down the way real. there. Yeah, well, that's the other thing I find every time we meet in this space, saying that the 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 climate in this area we're meeting is a remarkably consistent. Yeah. Like, it just seems to be the same every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, writing content, it's, it's it's easy, Phil. I mean, you just you just write you just write some copy, don't you? You just you just start putting slapping words on the page. Yeah. Well, I guess anyone that's tried that's discovered that it's not so easy, which is why it probably often gets handballed somewhere else, and. Maybe one of the challenges of that is that the person writing the content may find it difficult to get the information for the person that's going to produce the content too, as in the business owner. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And look, we, there's many, many different scenarios, you know, producing content. Um, but I think the uh, our, our, our good friend, the internet, that sort of came along 25 years ago and disrupted everything has meant that um, we're not only writing um well, we've probably all become journalists. Essentially, that's what that's what's happened. We've all become journalists slash educators slash dare I even mention you know thought leaders and all these buzzwords and buzz terms that people use. Uh, but now, finding your own voice isn't as simple as as it used to be, is it, Phil? Well, yeah, I, I, get, I can identify with this from a personal point of view in terms of, um, I guess, being involved in the presentation space a lot. And then getting to the point of having to put describing words something that's going to exist in a virtual or an online space, um, and it's going to represent everything that I want it to represent. And they're those moments you sit down and, and think, okay, well this should be fine. I'll, I'll knock the words up, and you get like two or three words in, and then stall because it's sort of like, well, how do I do, how do I describe this in a way that's going to communicate? It's not boring. It's not just words. It's got something else, and it. It leads into those other things we'll be talking about around story and 
a message as well in terms of how to describe that and identity and all those other extensions of what it means to create written you know copy that's able to convey the message we want to convey yeah there's so many rabbit holes with this one um i i've i've sort of got to this really interesting place with my finding my own voice and with with various uh, copy that I, that I write um, got to this stage where people are starting to say oh that really sounds like you which which is which is interesting feedback right because because it's like well it is me I'm I'm writing and and um, I'm putting the words on the page and um, but this piece of kind of my identity I suppose that I'm now getting on the page it's not as easy as it looks it just it, it, you know people think and and I'm, and you know professional writers have have um interesting issues with this where they have to put on the persona of a character and they have to um have to portray that character in a certain way you know they they, they would say it like this because they're this kind of person um and i really admire those those writers that are able yeah. to essentially like acting are unable uh, you know uh, able to put themselves in someone else's shoes and live in these characters but what seems to be even harder is to like embody our own character <laughs> and, and, and our own identity and express that in words like that that is unusually hard i've found in my experience phil I think it's just one of those things, Ian, where the um, that that line we're so busy living a life or living something, it may or may not be a life depending on how you define life, but the we're living something and we're so busy living it that that observational position, that understanding of who we are, what we're about, and all the rest of it, um, tends to get a bit lost. And if not, well, well, it's not so much lost as we're not aware of it. And right. when you go to write, you've almost got to suddenly you're in that position where you've got to jump out of um, the normal world, the world that you're living in, and become the observer of it in order to put words on it. And I think it's almost like that initial stage when you get the first two or three words down and then stop. Yeah. I don't know that it's, it's, I don't think it's a lack of creativity. I think it's more about this sudden need to see something from the outside put form and meaning to it in a way it can be conveyed in words. So there's a, there's right. a, there is a writing skill, but there's an observational position you need to be able to take that, that doesn't disarm you. And I think that, that initial point of writing that down is when you step out and say, well, what do I do? What am I about? There's lots of deeper questions start to turn up in that very, you know, the first few words of that par first paragraph. So it's a, there's so many dimensions to writing copy um, and I agree, those that can do it well and almost, it's a form of method acting almost, where they, they can get into character um, and may or may not know the other party very well, but know the type of character they are and they can come close to representing it. And maybe the best writing is where they do get to know the character well enough that it can be refined to the point where it does seem like the real person, like, like is happening to you. Yeah, and I, what I find interesting about this is that uh, a lot of the, um, you know, businesses that, you know, want to put their story and message out there think this is easy. They think they can just kind of buy their way to this, this magic result of communicating with their audience. Yeah. Uh, and 
and we've all, and we all know when we're when we're reading very high quality um, copy, you know, and yep. we're, we're sort of immersed in it, and we're being taken along for the for the journey, um, and and yet producing it is another thing. Actually, hmm. getting to the point where you can do that yourself and have a similar outcome and be you know essentially impressed with the result. It, it's it, it's surprisingly hard. It, it's a real craft, and it's probably one that's un, un, you know not particularly appreciated by by business now. That um, now that our world's become about all sort of communication forms and yep. um, you know getting through and telling your telling your sort of unique story. Why you know why does this matter to my audience and getting that across in an entertaining way? It's uh, it's a big, it's a big challenge, and but, and it looks it looks very innocent on the surface, surface, doesn't it? Yeah, and I, and I guess that, that that quote about say what, who cares kicks in here too, in the in the sense that yes, what does it mean to my audience? But then again, there's that point where what does it actually mean to me? And that that yeah. probably the ability to answer that question indicates maturity and understanding both of individual and business. I guess right. to be able to convey that, you know, to define it at least. And then maybe get a writer to convey it, but um, yeah, it it is seemingly simple. It's just write some copy. Now I think a lot of the time it starts out. Well, I need to have a website. <laughs> it's probably where it starts. I need to have a yeah. website. Then I've got to be online. And then the poor old web developer comes along and tries to elicit what they actually want, uh, both in terms of you know the the branding and the the the, the content, and and the copy required to be there and that's just another journey where the, the lack of definition and understanding on the behalf of the business owner in the first instance then makes that process of creating that content online even harder. And so you end up oh. in this cycle of, you know, going back and trying to almost just make stuff up yeah. because it's going to be as box to be filled as a spot on the website to fill, but it doesn't actually have any power or value in terms of being super influential content. Yeah, exactly. And 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 websites are a strange beasts and copy is only one component. <laughs> yeah. So if you got copy and and you know getting communicating your story and messages is one component of these websites that become essentially extensions of ourselves online. Uh it's it's a very kind of difficult process and it's a very clever web designer or web developer who can extract that from uh, from a business um, on their own without the assist you know the assistance of you know a, a brand strategy a content strategy you know all these other components um, yeah. and uh, I guess the issue I've seen a lot over the years is that businesses think that they can rush that process they think that they can I have seen some businesses literally cut and paste competitors content or repurpose competitors content because my competitor is my competitor has a beautiful website and they're saying really wonderful things and I'll just be like that, which is horrifying when you think about it, that you're just uh, making a carbon copy of somebody or slightly changing it. Well, yeah, um, and apologies, uh, apologies here, Phil. I've got a keyboard that keeps uh, keeps showing up Re and then disappearing. Reappearing, disappearing. Well, I've got a desk I can actually lean on because my virtual space is actually aligned to my real desk, which is better than the other day where I was dropping stuff on the floor. But yeah, it's a, it's a different. Yeah, so experience. sorry about that. I, I'm just thinking this. Even this experience now, it's very voyeurish 
voyeurish um, yes. in terms of the, yes. Hello. the the audience the audience you know tapping into our our virtual space here and and listening to what's going on. I, I think to, to pick up on your point the um, the danger the danger is it does get to that point where they end up just putting something up and right. and it completely dilutes any value they may have had at any stage about what the website was going to do for them and and right. so the understanding of the, the foundational piece about what they're really about what the business is really about what the story is that that joins all that up and then what's the message just completely gets lost and so they just end up doing something putting yeah. very dry, boring um, content up and just literally wasting time. It doesn't do anything. It probably no. just annoys people in reality. Yeah. And then, and, and, and then you've got, of course, you've got the robots um, in, in Google world and other search engines to, to um, not necessarily contend with, but they, they're a factor. That's definitely, if you want to be found, um, you need to consider those those optimization aspects, uh, but I guess what we're saying here is that the alignment of your brand and your and and your content and the copy um, are really important. So essentially, the human aspects of of your online presence, um, well, they're they're critical. They're the most important, essentially. It's the influence then, piece that comes then, out of that. Yeah, exactly. It's that influence that influence piece, and then. Um, the optimization of, of all of that is a is a critically supportive sort of element, um, but it's a little bit like what I was talking about before, Phil. You, you've got this almost this sort of cut and paste, copy my competitor um, mentality, which which extends out to the optimization space as well. I'll just manipulate the algorithms and do the things that I, you know I need to do to get my rankings higher. Uh, which is all well and good, but then when people get to your website, they go, "Hang on, this is this is not only irrelevant, but I don't trust it. There's something else not right here." Can we do a high five? There's like. Number, is it yeah, possible we, to do that? I don't know how far. I, can I, I don't think we. I don't think we, we can, can without smashing <laughs> without smashing things in the real world. Like I can. Well, that's true too. I nearly. I nearly how, shoved. Yeah. How, I can. I can go high, but just yeah. Not, they, we just, just sort can't of, it's sort of an air, sort of an air clap thing. Yeah, yeah you got yeah, you got dislocated yeah. wrist there as well somehow. I'm not sure how that's happened, but anyway. Oh really? Yeah. 